and we're live. And we're, we're live. We're Welcome we're back to the Thunderdome. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, yeah. Gus, and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Haven't seen you in like a month. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, this always happens, I feel like, during the holiday Especially season. Especially around this time. Isn't it crazy that we've been doing this for over two years? It ha- Yeah. That's October wild. of 2020 was, wow. Yeah. It's been two years. We've done a lot in those two years. We have. We not have to, done a lot. Not to get, uh, well, what's the word, uh, nostalgic? Nah. No, get, get nostalgic. Get nostalgic. Dude, we... Think about this. Um, had COVID not happened, right. this, this show would probably be either an entirely different format or... Or it wouldn't like, have happened. Or it, would, it wouldn't have happened at all. I feel like that was what like really that was what really uh convinced us well, i guess we, to kind of we started talking about doing it like mm-hmm. when we were just stuck at our houses and yeah. i didn't live far from you at the time so i'd just like walk over to your apartment with yeah. my computer yeah you'd have some shit and we'd set up in your living room it was perfect but it it worked out great especially mm-hmm. because we ended up doing it with uh tenant Yes. First opening in theaters. We were like, okay, this, right. like, if we're going to do it, this is the this best is the, possible this time. This is our for us time, and this is like, this is the perfect movie to do it. And here we are. We're huge Chris Nolan fans. And I don't know who, I was talking to someone the other day, not to get on a Chris Nolan train, but I was talking to someone the other day about, uh, I think we were talking about Avatar movies, or I, I don't know. I can't remember what it, which movie it was. We were just talking about how, like, some filmmakers don't have any respect for their audience yeah and they feel like they have to tell you everything and i was like explaining to someone like there are some filmmakers out there who like enjoy not telling you anything right and chris nolan is one of those guys which is why i've always loved watching his movies because I, every time i go i know i'm not going to get i'm not going to get told something i'm going to get shown something and with every every successing movie that dude does it's always bigger well, and, and he better. Al- he always shows you something that has never been shown on film before mm-hmm. w- with every single movie. And we'll, we'll probably preview Oppenheimer oh, because I yeah. think I think we're both pretty stoked Pretty excited about that. Um, I'm expecting it to be one of his best, um, if not maybe his best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to kind of be his – is it his first kind of – Biopic? Bi- biopic? Like biographical or like based on true events. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think any of his stuff until, n- oh, no, no, he did uh, Dunkirk. Oh, he did Dunkirk. Dunkirk, Dunkirk yeah. is, is based on true events. Um, I can't wait, though. I think Oppenheimer is going to be great. That is not what we're here to talk about today, though. Today, we are talking about the Banshees of Inishirin. Which is based on 1920s. It's a it's a fictional island in 1920s Ireland. And yes, that's basically all the setting you get, and that's really all that you need. Right. Um. The you don't really need even the even like the plot synopsis. I think on like IMDb or on any page is like you know this guy. Someone's these two friends living on this island. One decides that he doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. And it has dire consequences. And honestly, that's a great way to describe it to someone. Right. Because I think one of the one of the one of my favorite things about watching a a Martin McDonough movie is he 
he he writes like a playwright because he is a playwright. Like that's where he yes, got his start. Right, was in plays. So he has very well written and well structured movies. But there's still like so much that happens within these dramas that he's writing that it's like it's something that kind of demands to be seen without knowing much of anything. This was one of the. Yeah, this is yeah, one of the. Sure. Another one of the movies this year that I watched without having watched a trailer. All I knew is that I kind of knew, like I knew the synopsis. I had read the synopsis and I knew who was, I knew Colin Farrell was going to be in it. And that was pretty much the extent of my, yeah. uh, my and knowledge. By the way, Colin Farrell was incredible. And so was Brendan Gleeson. Uh, and Brendan man. Gleeson was great oh too. Oh my gosh. Have you Both seen? Both of them. Go ahead. Nothing. Go. Nothing. Tell me. Have I seen what? Have you seen In Bruges? I have not. I think that was that was that that was Martin McDonough too, right? That was his first movie, and that one also stars Colin Farrell and, and Brendan Gleeson. Okay, and these those guys just have a very they have great chemistry on on camera they do. together. Yeah, and it it like it carries into this movie, which is a totally different movie from in Bruges totally different style of drama and story I think you would love in Bruges like okay. if you if you like this and you like um I don't know if you've seen any other of Martin McDonough's movies but a lot of his movies have a very similar feel to this not maybe not necessarily as like as much of like a, a bummer where like everything is sad and only bad things happen throughout the entire movie yeah and it just kind of makes you feel like shit. Like, not all of his movies do that, but a lot of his his movies do have a very a very central theme of like the the more uh, harsh sides of reality. Like, I think this movie is like well, and that's why I think that's why this movie is so powerful because it's grounded in something that we can all kind of you know we we've all yeah. experienced in one way or another, mm-hmm. and it really. This movie does force you to do a certain degree of introspection. Yeah. Um, I, I think after I finished watching it, I texted you and I was like, that movie made me feel like shit. And, and, I, not, and you're like, and I kind of like that. And it. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't make you feel like shit in like a gross way. No. It made you feel like shit in the way that it, you, you kind of have to, you have to do a little bit of reflection as mm-hmm. to, how you would respond in yeah. that situation. It'd be like if, if it's you very or I. Easy, it's also very easy to relate to both of those characters. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the um, Colin Farrell's character is... Basically, he has, like, nobody else other than right. his friend who other now than, decided he doesn't want to be friends. Yeah. And he is, like, trying so desperately to hang on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we feel as viewers is the same type of thing that he is feeling um which is why like why am i being ignored what did i do wrong right why doesn't this guy want to talk to me anymore and we're watching from you know a different perspective but asking the same questions right what what happened why you know why is he why is he like this it's also a very like it's also a very real idea like that one of your best friends just Decide like in like on in real life. I feel like it it happens a little more 
gradually with most people. Like if you fall out of a friendship, it doesn't just happen. Your friend just doesn't come up to you and, and say, we're not friends anymore. Don't speak to me. Right. Generally, it's it's a little more gradual than that. And sometimes, most of the time, I would say it's not spoken, but it is one of those things that everybody has to deal with. The idea of losing yeah. a good friend, whether it's because of life, whether you, because you have different interests. It, this movie, though, is like a a a hyper focused so almost almost uh I, I think you said it almost like a satirical take on what it would be like to to lose your best friend right yeah and a, a lot of the satire comes from the fact that i gotta look their names up because they are super irish yeah all <laughs> all um, of the uh um colin farrell is podrick pa- i think they call him parik 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 yeah parik come on parik um <laughs> and call him and Colm, call him Colm, a film. They watch films, and his name is Colm. Um, so, uh, Colm, Brendan Gleeson's character, after like, after Parik, this is gonna be so yeah. Hard to you're say crushing it though. Keep it up. After after he tells him, or after like a few conversations they have, where it seems like maybe Colm's coming like back around to the fact that. You know, his idea of not being friends with him was maybe a little ridiculous. He does tell him at one point, if you keep talking to me, I'm going to start cutting my fingers off. That's the whole, that's like the, that's like the secret behind like the dire consequences is he tells him, I'm going to cut, every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut a finger off, basically. Which weirdly enough is like not as dire as you kind of expect, partially because we've just been so inundated with just like outlandish Uh i guess like that's that doesn't even really to us seem like body horror right but like yeah we come to expect like some real sinister shit whenever Mm -hmm. we're watching a movie as dark as this one so like and strangely a guy cutting off his fingers is just like oh okay not the weirdest thing and also it's it's not like, like as weird as what i expected it's also very tastefully done like you never see him like cut physically cut his finger right, off because right. obviously like that's not the point of what's happening but it, i think too it wasn't it wasn't like shocking as shocking as it might have been because you they build up brendan gleason's character so well that by the time he does it for the first time you're like yeah i kind of get it like i get it it makes sense that he would do that it, it didn't surprise me that he actually ended up doing right. it and, because and they built his character up to making it to do, to actually doing it and it, it made it less of a shock and more of just like a oh shit okay so this is real we're we're at, we are here and it's kind of strange here. i guess like obviously if if that were you or i it would be a pretty shocking thing for us to do yeah but to your point like they build up Colum as a guy that is a man of his word and he's yeah. also He's also an artist, right? He's a yeah. musician. He's a, and, a a violinist. Yeah, or whatever the fiddle player, whatever we, they. We also we also kind of know already based off of history that like yeah. there's a lot of musicians and artists that do some wacky shit. That did shit some really weird shit in the name of like creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you never really doubt that he's going to do it. Right. You're you're kind of just left watching mm-hmm. Parik to be like, hey, is this guy gonna? Like, is he going to... Like, he's actually... It's weird because you feel like he forced his friend to cut off his fingers. Right. And he didn't. He didn't, Right, though. like, he didn't do... 
I guess technically speaking, his his main flaw was that he wouldn't leave alone someone who asked to be left alone. Right. He wouldn't leave alone his best friend who just decided, hey, we're not friends anymore. Which, like, again, we can relate to both sides of that. Yeah. Like, there's been plenty of times you want someone to quit talking to you, uh-huh. and you, for, you just want them to stop, and they don't, and it's frustrating as hell. Right. And on the flip side, you've also had people that you've lost, you know, you've been, you've had, you've lost friendships where you're like, Man, I really wish I really didn't see that coming. I, I really wish there was a way for me to, to, to like get to, this to get back, that back. Right. And right. so you see both sides of it. Yeah. But somehow we're left like feeling bad for Colum that he cut off his own fingers. As if that's like right. that's just a, a consequence of life. Right. It's just something <laughs> that's it's just, just something, something that you people do. do when people talk to them. <laughs> One thing I love so he's throughout the film he's uh he's trying to compose a song that he calls the Banshees of Inisharan. Yeah. And the the way the the story progresses, he becomes more in touch with the song and the music he's creating as he loses fingers. Right. So it sort of plays into that idea that like artists do crazy shit for the for the for the purpose of being artistic. Right. And the movie, I don't think the, the movie's not trying to to affirm that with what he's doing. It's just kind of it's like an interesting. I feel like it's, it's an interesting track for his character to actually feel more connected and more in tune with what he's trying to create the the, the crazier he's getting. Yeah. Because it is, like, it's not a descent into madness. Colm is very much even keel the entire movie. And it isn't until the very end, the very end of the movie, when he when he finally realizes, and he has no fingers left on his hand, when he finally thinks... Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe that was a little, right? A little bit. Maybe I did fuck up a little bit. Like, did I really need to do that? Like, what? What? What was I trying to prove? Like, what he, was kind of has that right. moment? What? Uh, like, what purpose did this serve? Did think, it? Did it do anything for me? I think what, what the director did so brilliantly was that he didn't really pick a side. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't. I I I kind of had said something that you know this was, <clears throat> the movie was bordering on allegory and right. by the end of the film like the the lessons that he was trying to teach were pretty obvious yeah and it was it was from both sides right. um he never he didn't necessarily want us to feel sympathy for any one character it was mm-hmm. kind of like hey we should feel bad for everybody all around because there right. was no good way to handle this situation yeah. and we don't even know what led up to it if anything Mm-hmm. As as far right. as we're concerned, this was completely random. As far it just he just got tired of his drinking buddy. But like you, that's you could also you could also <clears throat> infer after watching them kind of go down this this path together, mm-hmm. you could infer that maybe there was there was something brewing. Right, you know, something said. We don't, we don't know what was said, what right. was done that that led to this, but there could have been something. Right, we never see the 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 uh, the inception or the like right. the actual the moment that made Colum decide yeah. like I I can't. But either do this either anymore. way, like it, it, it's it, all inferred this, through conversations throughout the movie. To me, the movie essentially, in in I guess a little more detail, says to us to treat others the way you want to be treated. Like that's kind of the simplest, yeah. the simplest lesson to take from this movie. But right. 
it, it just it doesn't pick a side. It's like all around shitty mm-hmm. situation. All around, you should probably respect the wants of right of other people. Yeah, because it, you're it, like don't be selfish. You're not the only yeah. one in your relationship. It's right, t- it takes two. Right, and you, you talk about you talk about Martin McDonough, like you know, kind of uh, making you feel for for Colum as he's cutting off his fingers. Well, that and that leads to. Podrick has a a pet mini donkey or miniature. I don't know if it, I think it's a a miniature donkey. Um, but it gets to the point where he cuts after he's cut off all of his fingers, and he throws them at the at the house where Podrick lives with his sister. Um, his donkey ends up trying to eat one of the fingers and dies. And his response is to find Colum and say. Basically, I hope you're glad with what you did, but I'm going to burn your house down tomorrow. If you want to be there, be there. If you don't, don't. But I'm burning your house down at No matter what. Tomorrow. Like, that's your consequence. Like, like, your consequence for killing my donkey is I burn your house down. And again, like, you you don't feel surprised or, like, like you're, like, it's an overreaction. Like, it happens and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I get it. I would, I totally get where he's coming from. Yeah. And he ends up burning his house down and Colm is in the house at the at the start like he actually sees his friend in the house as it starts burning and he also genuinely feels bad for the death of the donkey right he does he he actually feels upset that he caused something so painful to his friend right and what's great about the way the movie the movie doesn't end on a very good note because Podrick basically says, you should have stayed in there because I'm going to keep doing this to you until one of us dies. Right. Like, that's the outcome of, of, our, of, our, fr- of our former friendship is we're going to go back. We're going to go back and forth like this until one of us kicks it. You should have stayed in the house because it would have made it easier for all of us. Like, that's how the movie ends. That's how the, the movie ends with him saying, like, I'm, I'm not glad that you're alive. Like I really thought you like would Like this is this is not over. This is not how I expected it to end. I really right. thought you would stay in the house and like but also then again there's like another moment at the very end where Colum thanks Podrick for like taking the dog, like watching after the dog as his house burned down just so the dog doesn't die. Yeah. There's like this very sharp like abrupt moment of like levity in that in that 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 final scene where it's just like like your friend is watching your dog for you, and he just he just says, "Hey, you know, thanks for, thanks for looking out for her." And he's like, "Yeah, of on course. the like, day that you're like, like, he literally, I think he says something about that, like anytime, yeah. anytime, anytime, yeah, I'll literally. watch your dog, just anytime." And then the movie ends. Yeah, it, it, it just like I knew the I knew it was obviously I knew things were wrapping up, but to like to end it on that note to have like this moment where. Both of these guys are realizing like we fucked each other up pretty pretty bad. Yeah. And it's not gonna end well. But to have that moment of like just just a a purely friendly moment between two guys who used to be drinking buddies. And it probably won't last. And it probably won't last, but to to end it on that note and, and give the viewer that just that quick little that dash of normalcy again amid a burned down house, a guy with no fingers in a completely fractured and broken friendship. It's just this, like, the movie is full of moments like that, though. Right. Moments that really cut into the seriousness of what's going on. Well, and again, like, once again, it is, it's still so relatable to to the types of things that we 
just as humans deal with every single day, mm-hmm. right? Like for, for as many, for as many times as you get angry at somebody, there's just as many examples of times where you could just be like, okay, I'm over it. Like, right? I'm, like uh, yeah, something that makes you really upset, but then they do something there's for some you. There's some like ounce of humanity that yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I'm not as mad at them. There's a re- some redeeming moment that kind of brings you back. Right. And I, makes so, you realize, okay, all right. All right. I, I thought that the this script was also perfectly written. It yeah. was like we had kind of talked about. It did. It was a script that seemed like it could lend itself to 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 the to the theater theater to right? that, to and, a play. Yeah, and like you said, <laughs> McDonough got his start in theater, and mm-hmm. I don't know that this actually was ever written as a play. I know he's written many he, plays, a lot of plays. Yeah, um, and. A lot of successful plays too. Like he's a very good, like he's a very yes, he's well, very good playwright. But he, as actually, it's funny. He's talked about like preferring film to stage, uh-huh. and I can't remember why he says it. I think honestly, it's why anybody who starts on stage and then goes to film would prefer film, and that's that you can shoot anything anywhere. Like you have More possibilities. You have a you have an open you have an open platform to do whatever you want. You don't have right. to. You're not restricted to the stage, which is a good practice. I like a good exercise. I think for writing and for directing is yeah <clears throat> to have that limitation. And he actually like the way McDonough writes. He he writes to those limitations, but to like the most like the most advanced level you could possibly write within those restrictive sure. ideas. Well, and there's 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 something to that story or that style of storytelling that a lot of people can't do. Uh, a lot of writers, it's it's a very difficult way to tell a story. Oh yeah. Um but I think that that's like that's the type of story he told here and mm-hmm. this this very easily could be like, you know, a a, a tragic comedy type. Oh yeah. This, type of play and it, it would work very well this movie is very funny it yes, is very it's very witty it's and, very and dark fast. darkly funny yeah very good yeah like ra- like fast paced like the whole movie is actually really well paced yes the, yes the fact very that it's, well it's a for very what it is a very dramatic tale of a broken friendship it, it is paced quite well you never feel there's never like slow moments it, it is a slow burn but you don't feel yeah. like you're just kind of plodding through and, and like trying to get to the point. It, everything has purpose throughout and it it really creates a very good flow throughout the movie. And and the characters, <clears throat> the way the characters interact, like the, the back and forths in dialogue between the mm-hmm. characters, it really, it does just feel like these are, right? Like it's drinking buddies, right? And yeah. it's, yeah. it's drinking buddies, it's mm-hmm. friends of the town, it's right. the bartender <clears throat> and the, the people that he knows. It's all just, it's just talking. It's like a. It's like a. It's, it's like natural. A, it feels natural. Yeah. It's like a UKified like small town story. Yeah. Like they're in they're in a version of a small like a U.S. small town of like two thousand people. That's what Inna Sharon is. So <clears throat> you get a lot of moments throughout of like everybody knowing everybody, and there are these great conversations where when people are talking to each other, you get the idea pretty quick that they know almost everything about each other through hearsay or, you know, they they all have opinions about each other Mm -hmm. based on things they hear or what other people tell them. Right. And it it informs the story very well to have every character have some sort of, like, side remark or some sort of comment to kind of fill the gap of, like, what this town is like and what the people that are in it are Mm -hmm. really like. 
I really enjoyed those moments. You're talking about what the way McDonough writes this movie. It it reminded me in in a way of like the Hateful Eight. Like yeah. the Hateful Eight is a legit play. There is right. one location and a couple of exteriors. And you could cut those exteriors out and legit just have sure a play inside of a, a haberdashery. Like that's what a, most of this movie every scene obviously there are multiple locations throughout but every scene kind of feels like that like you are <clears throat> your characters are confined to one space yet they fill it with how they they converse back and forth with each other and it made it a, i mean it made it really enjoyable it just it despite the fact that i was depressed and <laughs> contemplating a lot of life choices as a consequence of what I was watching, it, it yeah. was a very, I, I enjoyed watching it. Like I, I enjoyed taking all of it in. Yeah. And it's one of those movies where like, I think it, it borders on the line of like, I may never watch it again, but I think this is one that actually I would like to watch again because of how like intricate every conversation is. I feel like I could watch it again and pick up more than I did the first time. Right. And I, I think that I would like, for that same reason to watch it again, just to listen to the conversation less so than the story. I think that there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good advice to be had from, from the conversation and the story. Oh yeah. Um, there's, uh, a couple of quotes I wanted to leave you with, um, that I, that I picked out from this one, um, that I thought kind of summed up the whole story of itself. Um, First was from Podrick. No, not Podrick. I can't even say it. Porig. <laughs> um, Come on, Porig. He, he puts it pretty simply when he says, some things there's no moving on from, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And, like, good or bad, right? So yeah. there's, there's plenty of things that – there's plenty of people that hold grudges – yeah, if we really take the time to think about it, they probably should. Like, I, yeah. we should, yeah, we should forgive everybody. But you there, should. There's some things that you should be able to walk away from a friendship for, right? Oh, yeah. And there's plenty of good things where it's like, maybe we shouldn't forget the good things that this person did. Just, right. Like, yeah, maybe we're 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 butting heads right now. Right. But let's not forget. Right, the idea the times of, that we had before. Right? The idea of moving on it isn't necessarily isn't like necessarily always like a neg- there's not a negative connotation to that all the time. Right, it, it can mean like some things you don't move on from, like a good friendship. Yeah, right, like a really good friendship you had for years and years and years. Sometimes you don't move on from that, and, and some, that's okay. Some things you don't move on from, like there's a duality so and, to what so and so hurt you, <laughs> and you can't move on from that. So it's time to walk right. away. There, there is the. Uh, a duality like in, in that moment when he says that there is that like I think he's really thinking like when he's saying that he's thinking about like all the shitty things that have happened because of my friend but also yeah. all these great things that happened when we were really good friends like I can't move on from either of those things and it, it again it, it it's what it's what like propels him to do Potter to do what he does throughout especially near the you know in the third act when he burns the house down and his donkey dies. He has a pretty ba- he's a pretty bad few days he there. He does. He does. It's pretty rough. The uh the last quote that I would like to leave you with is when Colum is talking to the priest, uh-huh. who by the way is friends with Podrick. Yes. And um you know, he's kind of using the priest to to try to get to Colum a little bit and 
you know, try yeah. to talk some sense into him. But mm-hmm. um, after the after the whole um, the whole donkey right situation, um, because Colum is in confessional, yeah, and he is he is asking for forgiveness for killing a donkey, yeah. Um, and they, they kind of go back and forth about whether or not that's a sin or not. Yeah. Um, and, um, the priest says, do you think God gives a damn about miniature donkeys? And Colum replies with, I fear he doesn't. And I fear that's where it's all gone wrong. Yeah. And I think that just the idea of everything, everybody, I guess in this story, including the donkey, cause they kind of made a character out of it. Yeah, they did. Every character in this story has something to offer. Right. Um, and they've all they've all kind of been hurt in one way or another. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where as the movie progressive, these two these two people they start to they start to care more about their conflict, not even resolving it, just participating in it mm-hmm. than they do about how it's gonna affect the people around them. Right. Whether just them or yeah. you know family members friends right. however it's going to play out cuz we kind of get the idea that this that this conflict while it is between those two guys it starts to like kind of eat at the whole community yeah it, yeah even the people that aren't really involved and it's just like the the exhaustion of you know, walking into the bar and you're like, okay, what are, what are we getting into today? Like what's going to happen? What's going to happen tonight? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, what's when, when Podrick is going to his, his sister, mm-hmm. um, Siobhan, Siobhan, yeah. um, it, it's kind of her, she's having to deal with his problems. Right. When she, it's, it's really not her problem. And, and eventually she just leaves. She just, she just gets out of there. She says, okay, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. Anymore. Right. Um, so I think part, part of the lesson here is like, even if you feel like your, your problems are, are just yours to deal with, right. like be careful of what yeah. decisions you're making. Be careful right. of what you're saying and what actions you're, you're doing. Cause it's going to affect people around you. Yeah. You're, you're calling, like, don't be so selfish as to think that your problems are only your problems. Right. And like that, that whole moment with him, you know, it kind of. It contextualizes like he's felt this way the whole I think the whole movie like this sort of this sense of like helplessness yeah like he that's I think that's that's really his whole his whole reason for doing what he does and acting the way he does because he feels like this sense of like like I have not done anything with my life and it's all pointless and there's it's just everything is shit but it doesn't like <clears throat> it doesn't really it doesn't really hit him how that sort of mentality can impact others until he kills his best friend's donkey by accident. And that moment, that moment, it's like, again, there are so many moments throughout this movie where we have these, the these characters have these realizations, but they're very subtle, right? Like that line is, could be a throw. Like it, it, it could come off as just a throwaway line, but there's so much contained in just that one sentence that he says right there especially that- for for Colum, just as a character it's like he he's finally he's he's showing some remorse and he showed a bit of remorse throughout the movie but yeah. in that moment like he's talking to a priest of all people mm-hmm. trying to to show like he's sorry and the priest's response is like do you think god cares right 
Yeah. And so, like, like how demoralizing has I know. that got to be? I know. And so, like, that's there. Yeah, it, it, there is a lot, a lot contained, and it, a lot of the dialogue is like that. A simple statement has so much impact behind it. Right. Um. When when you watch this movie, um, I'll I'll kind of give some final thoughts here. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily recommend this movie to everybody as entertainment yeah i i think i would want everybody to watch this i think so i i would recommend it to most people but what i would say is when you watch this movie you have to you have to be prepared to reflect on yourself yes and also be open like really listen to the dialogue Mm -hmm. um because there are, are a lot of lessons to be learned um and i think that if you are if you really pay attention to what's being said, Martin McDonough has a lot of great, you know, just life advice yeah. to give. And I think so. And whether yeah. it's through his own experiences or, or just, you know, the, the characters that he's come up with, he has a lot to say. And if you take the time to just listen to it, this is not a movie that you can be distracted by something else. Right. Um, and I think I told you that when I started it, I was like, I started it, but I don't have time to watch it. So I'm not even going to, yeah. Like, I'll just put yep. it off until later. Until you can actually... Because I'm not... This is not a movie you can watch in, like, 20-minute chunks. There's right. there's too much to take in. Yeah. And you have to take it in all at once. You do. Yeah. You, re- you really can't, like... you can't, Yeah, it's a movie that, like, demands your your full attention right. for the hour and 45 minutes, however long it is. The hour and yeah. 50 minutes of the runtime. Like, you can't... You can't be doing anything else. Be- and... It, you know there i think there are a lot of movies that are like that but this one especially has that that quality of you just if you if you give yourself the time and and go in knowing that it's not a feel good there's not much feel good qualities to this movie right but there are like you said a, a lot of great lessons to be had within this film despite the fact that it's a tough watch it it is a it's a it's a it's a tough movie to take down. And it'll, like, it'll challenge you for it sure. It will. And, and, you know, not everybody is is enjoys watching movies like that. But for the people who do, I highly, highly recommend yeah. this movie. Um, what do you think uh, you're going to give it grade-wise? Um, I'm, I'll, I'm giving it an A for sure. Um, yeah. I was... <clears throat> there really aren't, to me, too many flaws with this movie. Like there's, I don't think that there's any one thing that I could point to and be like, yeah, that yeah. wasn't done with. I feel like I'd have to watch it again to even like get like nitpicky with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I would have to watch to like find, I would have to watch to I, with the mindset of, I'm going to try and find something wrong. Yes. With this movie. And yeah, this I mean, this is an easy lock. You can lock it in for an A. One, one of, and, I think the the best films of the year for sure. Yes. I was, this I would, was very happy. This with would it. probably be in my top five. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, very good movie. All right, Dom. Well, we did it. We did it. We're back. We're back. Back, uh, back in the saddle we never, again. We never really left. It's, We've not. We never leave. We never leave. We're never gone. We're just. But now we're back. Busy. We weren't and, gone, yeah. but we're back still. But we're back, and now we're we're back, and we're fully loaded and ready to and uh, churn it out. So, if you're listening to this, yes, and you are, thank you. Thank one. you. First of all, thank, thank you. you. First of all, thank you. We appreciate you. Second of all, mm-hmm. tell everyone. Tell tell your friends, uh, your coworkers, your family members, your pets. Pets very much enjoy pets our our show. Enjoy our we've, show. We've we've uh, we've been told 
that pets very much enjoy hearing our um, voices. It's because they're soothing. We have soothing voices. Also, I had a coworker. Uh-huh. Um, he, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. He might. Yeah. Uh, I think he does occasionally. Yeah. Um, he told me that his wife thought that I had a bad voice for podcasting, so she didn't want to listen what? to our show. Yeah. Ouch. I know. That's fucking mean. I was sad about it for like I three been, seconds. Yeah. I would have been sad about that too. I know. And then I said, all right, well, I guess they don't, they don't have Whatever. to listen. I can't change it. I can't change them. And I can't change my voice. Well, I could try. You could. Uh, don't I'm do not that. gonna. Don't I'm do that. Gonna. That would be weird. Um, I wouldn't like that. Hey, we're everywhere. We we're on, are. We're on every podcast platform that yes. you can imagine. Maybe there's like one that we're not, but yeah. Check us out on Spotify, Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you want to listen to us. We're there. We are. We are likely. We are right there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> and on Facebook, Front Row Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Front Row Podcast. Sorry, that you was almost, the old hey, one. Hey, you almost had it. Hey. hey. You were close. I almost had it. And send us an email. Yeah. Frontrowmedia1. Front Media one at gmail.com. At gmail.com. We have a Gmail. We do. We'll, uh, we'll read your email. Um, right now, it's just a bunch of junk in there, so do something about that. Yeah. Please. We appreciate it. And stay tuned, because we got more coming. Always more coming. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, Happy Gus. Hey. Happy hey. New Year. Hey. hey. Look at us. Look at us. I would have thought. I, I actually would have. Me too. And I'm, I'm glad we're here. All right. Adios.